prosperity. For these people's hearts is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes are closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their, heart, with their hearts. Now, see the way he's calling eyes again, the same thing he said earlier on, their eyes, right? To open their eyes. To open their eyes. <laughs> Now, see him here talking. It says, For these people's heart is vast cross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they've closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. He's saying that if your eyes have not been open to see, and you've not understood it. You, you have not been converted. Praise the Lord. Then I should heal them. Healing in this context is salvation. Praise the Lord. Now, jump to verse 19. When anyone heard the word of the kingdom and understanded it not, then the wicked one, then come the wicked one and catch it away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. When anyone heard the word of the kingdom and understood it not, this is the story of many people in church. This is why, for you to understand, there must be an explanation. Praise the Lord. So the gospel must be explained. So when the person heard the gospel of the kingdom and does not understand it, the Bible says the wicked one catches it. That's why we, many times we go to preach. We do so winning. And we force some people to say some prayers. And after saying it, they don't come. After saying it, nothing changes. Why? They did not understand. Praise the Lord. Romans 1. See, pardon the best jumping and all. It's a school, so just be prepared. <laughs> From verse 16, this is Paul declaring. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is what? The power of God unto salvation. You know, maybe you say it's not by talk, it's by power. It's not, by, it's not by talk, it's, by, it's not by grammar, it's by power. I get their point. But <laughs> the Bible is saying here that the gospel is the power. The message is the power. Who is following me? He's saying the message is the power. It says for jeering. Okay, let me read it again. The gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. So it is the gospel that you hear that produces what? Salvation. It is the power of God unto what? Salvation. It is the power of God unto what? Salvation. To everyone that does what? Believe it. First to the Jew and then to the Greek. Why did they say first to the Jew and then to the Greek? Because it began in Jerusalem. Then other parts of the world. 
It is the power of God. It says, for daring is the righteousness of God revealed from verse 17. For daring, and I will talk about that, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So as men expect faith needs, God is righteous in bestowing salvation upon them. God is good. God is, is righteous to save men. How you know how to, what will prove the righteousness of God is found in what? The gospel. What explains that God being right to save men as they express faith in him is found in what? The gospel. How can somebody, an evil man, and a wicked man, he has killed many people. After all the bad things he did, he will not come and meet God and say, Lord, I have faith in you. I believe in you. And God will say, you are pardoned. Ah! To understand that God is righteous to do that, it is found way in the gospel. Who is following this? Are you beginning to get it now? I begin to get it. I think I need to stand in one place for a while. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. So, I talked about two things last week. We began saying two things. The penalty of sin is what? Death. The Bible says, the soul that sinneth shall die. So today we'll, be, we'll, we'll begin with the penalty of sin and we'll relate to how his death, his burial, and resurrection and ascension. Because we'll, today we'll, we'll deal more with the penalty of sin and the issue of death. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The penalty of sin is death. Romans 6 from verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death. Meaning, the payment for sin, do you understand? The pay slip for sin is death. Anyone who would have come to attempt that he will be a savior must die. Praise the Lord. And death includes some things. Oh, can you check the back? The, the, the marker should be there. Death must include some things. Death there, in, first of all, first and foremost, death there is spiritual death. Physical death followed afterwards. Praise the Lord. The death that God referred to was spiritual death. Because if it meant just if it, if it primarily referred to physical death then less Satan would have been right. I believe me. Satan told Adam, you shall not surely die. But God has told Adam, the day you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. 
First of all, when Adam ate all the fruit, death was born in him. Suddenly he realized he was naked. <laughs> Suddenly he realized weakness began to show up in him. Then, that was what, what I call the vital death. The legal death was coming for him. And that's the most serious one. You know, I don't have the time to show you, but... Okay. Let me explain something to you. You'll be hearing this word again and again, so let me just explain it. Legal and vital. For you to be here, hmm? Some things have to happen. Let, let's use the basic example as that. For you to be in this service, you decided to be in the service. Right? If you are under an authority, they have to permit you to be here, right? Now, That side is called the legal side. That side is what produced you being here. You being here is the vital side. Do you understand it? Did you, did you get what I just said? Your decision and the permission you got is what produced you being here, right? What produced man was what? A relationship with God. God, the presence of God, the oneness that man had with God produced man. The thoughts about man from God produced man, right? So as it were, the, the, the Bible talks about how he breathed into man the breath of life. So in Adam was the breath of life from God. A living spirit was in Adam. A divine vital union was in Adam connected to God. Because he was connected to God. You get, you get what I'm trying to say? Because he was born from God. Right? You, you get what I'm trying to say? When Adam ate that fruit, something began to decay in him. Within him, he had been separated from life. Death had begun to walk vitally. Then God came and said, leave the garden. Adam died legally now. Who is following me? Death, actually, is not extinction of life. It means separation from life. Because Adam was still moving. But he was dead. Are you following me? And that was just the beginning. The book of Romans talks about what is called the reign of death. That was just the beginning. That spiritual death will eventually produce physical death. In fact, physical death was a discovery to man. Suddenly, man began to age. Praise the Lord. Man was destined for death both in this world and in the world to come. Praise the Lord. The consequence for sin is death. That's what I mean by the penalty. And death includes both spiritual and physical death. Death 
What accompanies death must be suffering, punishment, and judgment. First of all, the first one of suffering came from Satan. Satan began to see Adam's, Adam's rebellion opened the doorway for Satan. Satan became a king. And Satan began to unleash his, his, his gifts and attributes upon the world. Evil upon the world. Satan had had the legal right to begin to inspire men. Because he was the one in charge. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you, without Christ in man, man is evil enough to destroy the world and himself in prison. Are you following me? Man is evil enough to destroy himself and destroy the world. Check most of the movies that they show that try to talk about the future. All they can see is that somebody wants to destroy the world. Why? Because that's what is in their heart. <laughs> or somebody wants to destroy it and take over it as his own property. Adam's offense led to death. And the Savior must pay. The Savior must pay. Must die. Praise God. Praise God. So death is separation of man from God. Jesus, therefore, as our Savior, will have to taste this death for every man. His death was not limited to the separation of the spirit from his body. Because, you know, death, like I said, is not the extinction of life, but separation from life. So when a man's body, when a man's spirit is separated from his body, that man's body is dead. But when a man's spirit is separated from God, <laughs> that spirit is dead. And he has to suffer where dead spirits suffer. When I mean, by, when I mean dead spirits, see, spirits that are under the convention of Adam's sin. Do you understand? So if Jesus will be the savior, he has to die that death. Do you realize that Jesus died? See, I, I, I came today to show you the gospel in his death. Do you realize that he died? The good news in the death of Jesus. Jesus died. There's a good news there. <laughs> the good news is that that death he died was supposed to be your death. I don't know if you are following Don't laugh about it though. It is serious. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 53. So that maybe you get an understanding of this thing. 
Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53 from verse 1. It says, Who hath believed our reports? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we did as it were, and we, we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised. And we esteemed him not. Pause. Look at the reports. So, he's giving you what? A report. The prophet is seeing something, but he's telling it as something that has happened. A report. Please follow me. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a dry of land, he hath no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Listen, this is Jesus Christ talking about. Do you realize that what is pointing to is Christ's suffering and death? He's not. A, he didn't talk about the fact that he was born of Mary. He didn't talk about the fact that he did miracles. He didn't talk about the fact that um, he turned water into wine. He didn't talk about the fact that he was even God or his deity. He talked about the fact here that he suffered. Have we seen that scripture that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son? When he gave his son was not when Jesus came into the world. He, he, the actual giving of his son was when he died. Praise the Lord. Okay. Let me, for you to get it, John chapter 3. From verse 13. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now, look at the context. Even so must the Son of Man be what? Lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. How did he give his only begotten son? When he was lifted up. Did you get it now? He gave his only begotten son when he was what? Lifted up. In the mind, in the redemptive mind of God, all those standards were walking on the earth. It is true, he had come. But in the redemptive package, he had not been given. Who is following this? Go back to the prophet, Isaiah 53. He is despised, verse 3, and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. See what he's trying to say. He's saying that 
You can see Christ suffering. You can see his death. But you need revelation to understand that it was actually your grief he took. Are you here? He said, surely, but surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did a stingy streak in sitting of God. We thought, it's easy to say, oh, this guy, God is just punishing him. But actually, our griefs, our sorrows, yet we did a stingy streak in sitting of God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Has this thing dawned on you that he was wounded for my transgressions? Say after me, he was wounded for my transgressions. Listen. Hey. The, the sinner out there needs to know that Christ was wounded for his transgressions. Because of my time, I will have to jump. I will come back here, but I will have to jump. I will jump to something else quickly. See, when Jesus Christ was dying, it was important that he was tortured. Praise the Lord. It was important that he suffered. It was important that he was injured. He was Luke 24. You need to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ in his death. The good news in his death. Luke 24 from verse 26. From verse, from verse 25. Now, this was, this was Jesus talking to those two men at Emmaus that, that were talking about Christ and did not know that Christ was the one talking to them. Now, see what he said. They said unto them, O fools and slow have to believe all that the prophets have spoken. The next verse. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Ought not Christ? He had to suffer. Do you understand? You know, I remember those days. So it's really Easter. Easter uh, Easter Sunday. You do not have to die. <laughs> See, he had to die because if he did not die, it's you that would have died. And the problem with your own death is that even your death cannot still save you. Praise the Lord. Your own death eh, is not, well, your blood is not worthy enough. So by the time you put it on this scale, it's not balanced. You, do not, you won't come out of the process. Praise the Lord. It's just like, it's just like you heard, maybe, not you, but somebody heard that his brother was jailed. And they have to pay a fine. And all the guy's money in life is 35,000. And the jack is 35,000. We are going to pay. We are going to bring him out. Only to get there. What is fine? 400K. 
you are like, even know all I have, I can't even do. What the thing that the debts that you are owing, even if you try to pay, there is no way. This part, my example is good. You can go and borrow. The debt was like one billion, and you have thirty-five k. One billion dollars, and you have thirty-five thousand naira. There's, there's nothing. There's no way. Praise the Lord. Has, has it dawned on you that it was actually your death? Let me go forward with this thing so that you understand it more. Okay. Now let's let's discuss something quickly. Open to John 3, verse 36. John 3, 36. John 3, verse 36. He that believeth on the, on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. Have you read the scripture before? When I read the scripture the first time, a long time ago, I was actually a little bit pissed off. Let me tell you why. I said, ah! Just because she didn't believe, the wrath abided on him. Why now? It's not by force. Who is following me? You know that people that they, are, they feel like it's not fair for God to just send people to hell. You know the problem? You don't understand the gospel. They will say, how will a loving God just send people to hell? How will a God just all these people? So, if all the people of different other religions or who don't believe in Jesus Christ say they think that God is like a political party that when then a the larger crowd say no we don't agree we don't agree you know those things that happen in school when for instance maybe we're having tests and all that and then uh, the larger part of the class now says um, sir we can't have this test when when the the number of students are are not in support of it. Say, okay, okay, with this number. Or, for instance, maybe something, the school is doing something, and students don't like it. Then everybody now says they're going to riot. Students now come out and riot with placards. The school now change their mind. It's not like that, though. <laughs> God is not like that. God is a just God. It is because God is just and love. That's what, actually why he's sending people to hell. The only way to understand it is in the gospel. Praise the Lord. Okay. See that expression? What's the expression there? But the wrath of God, the wrath, the vengeance of God abided on him. Why? Because he does not believe. Ah. Romans 1 from verse 18. Romans 1 from verse 18. It says, Okay, we have read this part. I'm not reading the gospel of Christ, the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Verse 17. For there is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For as written, Joshua shall live by faith. Verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. 
<laughs> the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Is revealed from heaven. See that expression again? The wrath of God. Now, let's talk. Has this happened to you before where somebody cheated you and you felt so bad? How do you feel when you just hear about maybe a girl was raped? How do you feel? Tell me the truth. Maybe she was raped and she died. How do you feel? You feel like getting the person, right? Hanging in with a bazooka, two bullets, take a body, shoot him, die! <laughs> have you seen? No, think about the wickedness that people have done in the earth since the beginning of time. Even after the flood, for instance, your father, you saw people come and shoot your father and he died. Do you know the amount of what will be in your heart? That thing in your heart is called vengeance. That cry for justice. Who is following me? How do you feel every day in the country? You just say one man took people's money and people are dying. It's more stress than we think of. Somebody will just take 400 billion. And there's somebody somewhere that that money actually belongs to me. The money, the money for 180 million people, one person took it. You feel like, why can't you just do something about this? Why can't you just get people and, and call and give them a lesson? Okay, I, I think I'm taking it too far. Let's, let's, let's use the normal thing. Imagine you are driving. Eh? As we are driving today, Somebody just from nowhere blocked you and seemed so smart and went after you. And after that, nobody, everybody now ignored you. They were now, you were still there, everybody was still driving and going. You are like, is there no policeman to stop these people? You see, that's what sin has caused. Sin invented something in the heart of man. It's called wickedness. Are you following Greed. Hatred. Selfishness. Even the man who is a wicked man wants justice when wickedness is done to him. Did you hear what I said? The man who kills other people's children, the day they kill his daughter. Ah! The man who raped somebody's daughter, when he has a child and they rape his daughter, he's like, I will kill them! <laughs> now, that's how God felt. As man began to advance in wickedness, God was like, can't somebody just do something about this? 
How can this wickedness be going on like this and nobody does anything about it? Are you who is following me? Do you know that a just a justice cries out for vengeance for every evil deed? You steal somebody's barrel today. That person came and didn't find his barrel there. Justice demands that that person who took it must be punished. You took somebody's money. That justice demands be punished. That means for all of man's wickedness, there is supposed to be a punishment. God was in his race to punish man. Remember the love man. Listen. He had to direct that punishment to somebody else. To be a just God. To be a just God and to be a love God. He had to direct the punishment. It is you you wanted to punish. But he said, I won't punish you. I will punish somebody else. That person, that other person was actually him. He's following me. Oh, Holy Spirit. Let this thing, let this thing just open dawning on their hearts. The gospel in his death is that. Christ has taken the punishment for all of man's iniquities. For all of man's wickedness. Both the one you did, the ones your parents did, the ones your great-great-great-grandparents did, the ones your children are going to commit. <laughs> the one your great-grandchildren are, are planning to do. God put it on somebody else. Back to Isaiah 53. Holy Spirit. Back to Isaiah 53. From verse 5. But he was wounded for our what? Our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Praise the Lord. All we like sheep have gone astray. Look at what he said. What did he say? All we. So including you. What are the guys that says, oh, I did not do anything wrong? You. All we are sheep. You know, like I told you last week Sunday, everybody cries for justice until it reaches them. All of us can claim to be straight, but there will be one time you want to cut a cut corner. Nobody will see you when your child is involved. Just do a fast one, do a fast one. I'm a man of principle. You know, I, I'm a very straightforward man. I, I don't take nonsense. Don't worry. Police catch you on the road. You don't have your side is broken. You give them one. Hey, are, you, are you a straightforward man? I know it's true, old man. Let me tell you the truth. If nobody can stand before God by his good deed, nobody. The Bible says, if God will count sin, who can stand? Because God has stopped counting it. <laughs> yeah. Are you honest with what I just said? 
You know why he stopped counting it? Because he put it on somebody. Do you know how you feel many times? Imagine somebody stole. Came to your room and stole all your things. When you see him, how do you want to? I will, I will beat you now. The Bible says God bruised Jesus. <laughs> that anger, the anger for safety. Let's continue. Okay. But he was done for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And we describe our state. Verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. I'm not on my own. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God laid upon him the iniquity of us all. All of our iniquity, God did what? Laid it upon him. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet opened not, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before our sharers is done. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. What does it mean he was taken from prison? Now, when a prophet talks many times, you need to it takes revelation to understand many of the things these guys wrote. Because sometimes they can mix the past into the future, like that. What he was talking about, he was taken from prison and from judgment. He was talking about hell. This is at this point, I started talking about his resurrection. He was taken from prison and from judgment. That means he was actually a prisoner. And he was actually judged. Praise the Lord. Now jump to verse 10. Let me not stay so much on verse 9. Yet it pleased the Lord to do what? To do what? I in this class. It pleased the Lord to do what? To bruise him. After all the torture that was done to Jesus Christ. That was actually Satan torturing Christ because he had become a sinner. In the eyes of the spirit, Satan had become a Jesus had become a sinner. So it was right for, for them to flog him. It was right for them to, it was logically correct for them to beat him. It was logically that beating that they were doing. Eh? The Bible says it was actually your scorching. The fact is, all the evils you've done and the ones your ancestors have done, if they were supposed to carry out judgment on you, they were supposed to have laid you down here, stripped you naked, flogged you till your blood came out. It was actually your iniquity. How about, about all the iniquity, all the mistakes you've done, all the things that people, people that are connected to you have done, all the things that men have done, if they were supposed to do it, if they were supposed to punish men, they were supposed to lie all of us down and keep flogging us till blood came out. The reason why many Christians don't, they don't understand the gospel because <laughs> nobody has taught them to make them see. Many of them. No wonder this is the biggest thing in God's mind. He had to trace it that you can't be saved unless you understand this thing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm shouting like this. I'm, I'm, I'm praying in my heart that you will get it. Oh God, that they will get it. That it will dawn on them. Let me tell you, when this thing dawned on me, I was crying. My sin. My sin. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when he shall make his soul an offering for sin. 
Praise the Lord. God made his soul an offering for sin. Has it dawned on you that Christ was made an offering for sin? Can a man really pay for his sins? Let's not even talk about what you did. What about your thoughts? <laughs> if we go into thoughts now, we can't see. Your thoughts. This is how God felt. But God, as a result of love, decided to put it on somebody else that we might be free. So the gospel in his death is that now God is no longer counting sins against men. <laughs> because he has actually punished somebody else for their sins. It is in this gospel of his death you have statements like he was our ransom. He was our substitute. Are you following me? He was the exchange. 2 Corinthians 5. This is something that happened at the cross. That happened before the cross. I mean to say, where Barabbas was freed and Jesus was crucified. That was a practical demonstration of how he took our place and we became free. Pilate came and said, who should we set free? Who should we make free? Jesus or Barabbas? Barabbas was a known thief in Israel. Standard. He had killed many people. He deserved to die. He said, crucify Jesus. It is in the gospel of his death we cannot understand 2 Corinthians 5 from verse 21. It says, For he had made him to be sin for us. <laughs> Are you getting it now? Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That is why now, because somebody else has taken the place of sin, God is righteous to bestow justification on those who are sinners. Do you understand it? The person that died and gave his blood was not a sinner. So, his blood that he, he, he paid, what he paid for, he did not need it. He now became available to those who needed it. So God now is righteous hmm, to give that justification to those who are sinners. So the gospel is that the gospel in his death is that let me read it so that people will get it very well. 
The gospel of Jesus Christ in his death is that by his death, he has taken the wrath and punishment meant for all men. Therefore, we who now believe are free from the punishment of sin. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing this good news? This is good news. That somebody has paid and you no longer have to pay. The problem is that you did not know that you have so much to pay. The world now, as I round up, what must I do with the gospel of Christ in his death? What must I do with it? Number one, I must accept it. Are you not seeing why he who does not believe the wrath of God does what? Abide it on him. Because, okay, it's just like we're going for, we're, we're supposed to take a trip to somewhere. I paid for your flight tickets. I gave you the tickets. You say, come on, go away, I don't need your tickets. You will have to pay. Since you've turned the ticket, <laughs> you have to go and find your own money. Now, the payment for sins is what? The wrath of God. Death, judgment, condemnation for eternity. Somebody has paid for you, gave it to you freely. Said, receive it. You said, no, I don't want it. What happens? The wrath now abides on you. See, there is payment waiting for you. So what must I do with it? I must accept it. I must accept it. So after me, I've accepted the gift. Lord, I accept your free gift. I accept your ransom. He was made sin who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. It is on the gospel of his death that the doctrine of substitution, the doctrine of the ransom is predicated. The Son of Man came to give his life as a ransom for what? For many. As a ransom for many. Number two, what must I do with the free gift? I must announce it everywhere. I must tell it. I must not sleep. I must tell it. Praise God. I must tell it. Everywhere. That somebody has taken their death. Amen. I must tell people that God is no longer holding it against you. Somebody has taken it. Praise the Lord. No. Imagine I bought a flight ticket for you and you never knew. You will miss the flight. Imagine I bought a shirt for you and I never told you. Even if you saw the shirt, if I did not come to uh, simply to announce to you that somebody bought the shirt for you, you will never accept it. Who is following me? That's why we must preach the gospel. We must tell them that in the gospel of his death, he took our death. Praise the Lord. Number three, we must live for him. Second Corinthians 5. From verse 14, 
It says, for the love of Christ constrained us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, they all were dead. <laughs> and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Are you living to yourself? You know, when we tell people that Christ has paid for sins, both past, present, and future, they will say, ah, that means if he has actually paid for all sins, I can do what I want to do now. The Bible says, if you actually understood what he did, it will constrain you. It will, it will restrict the way you live your life. Praise the Lord. In fact, constraint there is not just is not even the best word there. The best word there is it will motivate you. It will spoil you. Imagine. No, imagine. You had a brother. You had a brother. And you had a child. This brother was the one that trained you to school. I follow him. And one of those days when he was going to hustle to get money for you, he had an accident and died. And that was when you just finished your final semester and you graduated, you got a good job. How will you take his child? His child automatically becomes your child. How will it be? Because he has he has trained you, you now abandon his child. is following this. You must live for him. He took our death, so we must live his life. What he would have we would have done if he was still alive would have now it has become our life. Because he actually took our death. Many Christians we are forcing, eh, don't do this, don't do that. They will have no understood. For you to be for them to be forcing you, don't do this, stop that, stop this. You've not understood the basics. The rudiments of the, of the Christian faith, you've not understood it. The major reason why you should fight temptation is not because so that demons uh, uh, will stop attacking you. No. It was because of this very thing we died. It was because of this very sin, sinful, sinfulness, he had to pay. How will I now, because I've been made free, because he has paid for it, I will now go back and continue doing it. Who is following me? <laughs> Something happened in your house. You mistakenly poured soup. Your mom came and shouted, your dad came and shouted on your mom. Why are you pour the soup here? He didn't even wait for her to explain that it was you. Then he now said, okay, you know what? Um, take this 80,000. Cook times three of the soup. Only soup, just times three. Then, because he had it was 80,000 naira I gave you, you now went and took an ass soup and bought it. <laughs> you know what you're going to do more? To be like, what is, are you okay? Like, what's wrong with your brain? Come here, come here, let me slap you. Your baby to reset it. 
one died for all, then all were dead. For him to take the place of all men, that means all men actually were predestined to die. Are you getting that scripture now? So we which live, and we those of us who have now received his life and now live, we must henceforth not give unto ourselves, but unto him who died for us and rose again. Praise the Lord. And finally, we must boast and rejoice in what he did. Imagine you paid for somebody's school fees. You trained him through the university and he came out and said, see, I'm a self-made man. Nobody trained me. You'd be like, are you okay? He says, by grace are you saved. And that, not of yourselves. It is what? The gift of God. We must boast. Our boast must be what he has done. Our rejoicing must be what he has done. Our celebration. You are dancing. Oma, Oma, Oma. But you are, your, your rejoicing is about how that <laughs> you got on my jeep and how are you hustle? So that hustle here, I hustle like this. I hustle. <laughs> then you come. Email. See, if you don't have the revelation, if, if your rejoicing is not based on what Christ has done, the Bible says that rejoicing is between God. It does not. See. Your boasting must be based on what he has done. You must rejoice in it. Somebody shout glory! You died for me. You took my death. He was bruised for our iniquity. It was logical. Because all sin had been put on him. It was logical for God to bruise him. God bruised him. That anger you feel against evil doings. God felt it also, but God now took his own and said, ah! so that you'll be free. Rise up on your feet. And tell him, Lord, I thank you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your death. Can you come and just touch this piano for me? Thank you for your death. You died for me. And let me tell you, more good news in his death. Somebody has been bruised for you. You cannot be bruised again. <laughs> Are you following me? Don't ever feel the condemnation of a mistake you made in the past. You know why? Somebody has suffered it already. Satan has no legal rights to attack you because of anything you did. Because somebody has been attacked already. Are you seeing this? Then that's the good news in his death. That you are free from the influence of darkness. Because somebody has already commanded the influence of darkness for you. Generational cost is illegal. Why? They said your, your fathers have eaten sour grapes and dressed on edge. But somebody actually suffered the suffering that those fathers. Who is following me? This is where we can now stand and say, oh, out. Demonic oppression is now illegal. 
That is why even unbelievers can receive miracles. Because Satan now is illegal to bring. Who is following me? Satan is illegal to put oppression on unbelievers because somebody has actually taken their. Even non-believers can receive miracles, but that does not mean they are saved. Until they accept this gift, that's when they will become. Until they accept it, that somebody took my debt. That's the good news in his death. Who knows that song? I don't really know it. of sins. I will announce it everywhere. I am living for you. And I boast in what you've done for me. I boast in what you've done for me. I acknowledge you for what you've done for me. Glory! Glory! Thank you, Father. Let me tell you about the book. Tell them to be serious about Christianity. No. Let's pray. Let's worship. You know why? They have not understood that somebody died for them and they have to live for him. So they are forming for him. When they're supposed to be living for him, they are forming for him. Where don't sir? Where don't? Is there a Christian? I mean, Jim, 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 every time, Jesus, Jesus, no worry. Somebody died your death. You are moving around, moving around, find boy, find him. You don't know what was waiting for you. People who most say they died and went to hell, they tell you what they saw in hell. Going 
Shout it, please, though. You must learn how to shout. For the last time, shout, hey! 